seven of the 301 Outlet Podcast. I got the three usual musketeers, and I got another lovely, wonderful guest, a guy I've been trying to tap into for a minute, talk to and chop it up with my boy. Introduce yourself, man. Talk your shit. Man, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy 301 Young. You know, it's a great honor to be on the podcast today. You know what I'm saying? Chopping up with the three dons. You know, let's get it. Let's get it, man. All right. So we got some fun topics to talk about today. Like Evan said on Twitter, we're about to get in that bag. We're getting in the bag today. <laughs> in the bag today, yes, man. Can we I ask Evan it. a question real quick? Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. President of the DMV Mo's, bro. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, that's our first official statement under the new name like we was throwing misdirection just to, just to fuck with everybody we are officially the DMV Moles <laughs> but what's your mascot gonna be bro Mo 1, Mo 2, Mo 3 it's gonna be some dude named Mo he gonna come out the tunnel in a heli and some new balance and we gonna hey, God. And, and we yeah, gonna, gotta, and we yeah. gonna run out the t- and every week we running out the tunnel to CCB roll call. <laughs> now they should actually y'all do gotta that. have no, no, that would be dope. Mo mask, y'all gotta have mo face mask. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out the cut with a mo meat mask, like <clears throat> you already know what it is. Oh man, let's start off with football season, man. Football season's back. Back. Y'all already know. Week one. And that's why my man's Darian got the Des Bryant jersey. Tomorrow, yes, that day. Yes, sir. Thursday, man. America's team's gonna start off 0 and 1, but it's okay. <laughs> Football back. <laughs> At least you're realistic. Man, we might be 1 1 through the first two weeks. I just, I'm just happy to see Dad Prescott back, honestly. I want to see no, no, him. No, no, like, no, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready to. Look, I mean, I, like y'all talk about the Cowboys, but but Dad Prescott, what he's been through, you know, it's I'm happy to see him back. Finally back on the field, can finally you know actually prove, you know, like get over to all like the talk, the doubt, and everything. Show how he's an elite quarterback. We and we've seen that, so he's fully look, healthy, and we can see that. Look, with what the Cowboys went through last year, I think we deserve something this 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 year. I, I say what you want. I think the Cowboys deserve. We deserve to make the playoffs. We 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 deserve it's a toss up every year. I uh, I agree. I agree. With, I, I agree. With, I agree with Mark though, because not necessarily because of the injury and that he needs to prove people wrong because of that, but because when you make when you're making forty million dollars a year, you have to play. You have to play to that standard. Yeah, you you can't be like Kirk Cousins making thirty five forty million a year, but you're going seven and seven and nine eight and eight every year. Barely it's the prime time. The playoffs, you know, <laughs> like Kirk puts up big numbers, but they're empty calorie stats. Um, and one thing that I'm real excited to see number one is Trevor Lawrence, number two is Micah Parsons. I want to see my boy Micah eat. Because I really think that it's probably going to be him or Sertan that'll probably be defensive rookie of the year. And just a and just a hot take, Najee Harris might be offensive rookie of the year. Hmm. That's interesting. But I like how you mentioned Micah Parsons because y'all defense is really y'all biggest question. Because honestly, with y'all offense, 
the offense really is one of the top offenses in like in the league. It should be on paper, but last year the defense is what struggled the most, and Micah Parsons was like a big pickup. But well, Par- to say well, what? Well, yeah, he definitely helps. He definitely. Helps. He definitely- yeah, yeah exactly, Michael Parsons. Mm-hmm. I was going to yep. say, well, part of why our defense was so bad was because they tried to implement a scheme that they had never ran before. You know, Mike, mm-hmm. like, like I've said before, Mike Nolan tried to go in there and get too cute, and then we, we started sucking, and they weren't – and it just comes to, like, a – like, kind of like how, like, you know – um. Remember, like the bull, the, the Chicago Bulls with uh, Fred Hoiberg, and how they weren't really receptive of him in the locker room, and they just stopped listening to him. That's how the Cowboys' defense was to their coordinator, Mike Mike Nolan, last year. Mike Nolan leaves, and after he leaves, we didn't we didn't turn into the fucking we didn't turn into the fucking Patriots, but you could kind of see in certain games where our defense had gotten better and we were playing with more confidence. But the biggest question mark isn't our defense, is can is can our offensive line stay healthy? That that is that is what I'm more worried about. Exactly. Zach Martin, big return. Yup. Yeah, that's another big return, Zach Martin. Zach Zach Martin and the and the, and the thing is Zach Martin's healthy, but Zach Martin's about to be out because he caught COVID. And unless he gets two negative tests within, I mean, unless he got one negative test and maybe has to test again and get another neg- negative test by tomorrow, he's not playing tomorrow. So, and luckily for him, though, he's vaccinated. Y'all, might, y'all so, might have to just but, hold off yeah. until week two for him. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's and, unfortunate for him. I, I mean, and, I mean, and that's, I mean, and that's fine. But getting away I mean, with from, that Bucks defense. Ooh. Yeah, but getting away from the Cowboys, I do want to see how the Bucks look bringing. Everybody back. Like, bro, I want y'all at home to realize how impossible that is. Not just that's hard to do. Not just in football, but for any team to win the championship, win a championship, and bring bring everybody back. back. And the reason why it's so hard because we all know once the ring goes on the finger, the price tag goes up. So then the logic goes, why should I stay here when I could go somewhere else and get more money? I think, it was, <laughs> I think it was like if they if the off season wasn't what it was in terms of like COVID and how COVID affected the salary cap, I feel like this would not have this would not have happened because they signed a lot of guys to one year deals because the salary cap is supposed to jump next off season, next free agency period. But because of like the the TV deals for um this year, because again of COVID. You know, some people had to take those one-year deals because the bigger deals that they would have gotten from other teams, they weren't able to get because they just didn't have enough money to do so. I'm going to use Juju Smith-Schuster as an, as an, as an example. Juju would have gone to Baltimore, but Baltimore didn't, didn't have the cap space to, to mm-hmm. um, sign him to the contract right. that they wanted to sign him to. So Juju had to go back to Pittsburgh for a year. Juju was literally... This close to signing with Baltimore. Yeah, they were ready to print jerseys. The Ravens do. They were literally ready to print jerseys for this man, bro. It but, was crazy. But, but then, then what the Ravens do like yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> the... Wait, what did they do? I'm lost. I'm lost. That's fire. Yeah. Oh, they did? 
Yeah, yeah, that's a great move. <laughs> that's how I'm that's laughing. That's great. Great. As soon as Evan started We're laughing, I was, like, oh, I was about to say, I was about to say, there, there's absolutely the Le'Veon Bell should have been number one on their priority list. Like, because how how unlucky do you have to be to lose a whole running to lose a whole position group to injury in less than two weeks? So crazy, bro. <laughs> like I watched that game, but I was mad. I was like, "Oh my god, here we go!" Of course, I luck. There we go. And but, like, that's for me. Like I'm looking at two games that's the that's playing at one o'clock and going. How in the hell are these games at one o'clock? Like Chargers Washington should be at worst the four o'clock game. Mm-hmm. Should at worst be late. And then Cardinals Titans. You got DeAndre Hopkins against. Julio Jones, but the NFL looked at that and said, nah, ain't nobody going to watch that. Like, it's, like, it's just like how the NBA, and, just how the NBA did with the freaking Christmas it schedule. It makes sense, bro. Like, how, how do you not have, like, I, I think, I don't know if I said this on the pod, but you make a Christmas schedule, right, for the NBA. How do you not have the team of the guy who just won MVP in the Christmas game going up against Luka? Get the Clippers out of there. No one cares about them. No one cares about the Clippers. No one cares about for what Utah. <laughs> no one cares about no, put, Utah. No, put no put Utah in there, but no one cares about the Clippers. Get them out of here. <laughs> listen, nah, y'all, Utah, y'all that's been Utah listening for a long time. Like while everybody already asleep, while everybody no going bull. to sleep. That's Utah. No bull. No bull. <laughs> but yeah, you got to stay up till three o'clock to watch that game like shit. But yeah, everybody knows that's been listening for a long time. The Clippers slander on this pod is very very paramount. <laughs> I mean, we only made an episode, named it Clipper Pack, <laughs> when the Clippers went on to go to the Western Conference Finals and would have made the, the finals if Kawhi Leonard didn't didn't, the didn't get hurt. Still got smoked. Oh yeah, bro. speaking of Kawhi, did you see Kawhi dancing in Drake's video? Bro, 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 bro hold off on that. We were gonna talk about that. We were get to the music that portion. That is his own segment. That is his that own, is its own segment. segment. Well, because remember, if you look at the list, I had a whole point of what we're gonna be using by certified lover boy and Shy Glizzy's new thing that came out, and I was gonna talk about that when I saw Kawhi Leonard in that music video, bro. I was dying laughing, but I'm gonna hold but, that. Thought. I was about, I was about to say we can save that. We can save we can that. Say that we could definitely say that. So. Um, hold on one second, one second. I'm trying to make sure I have the list pulled up because I don't want to forget anything. But yeah, week one, I don't know if we're going to take the dub. Who the hell? I, f- I forgot. Play, I'm sorry because Vegas. we Very play Vegas. Easy. Yeah, we were talking I mean, about If like, y'all lose that no game. damn way y'all losing the Vegas. We're probably going to go one and one because there I don't see us being no the Chiefs. Damn way y'all lose I don't see us being the party. Chiefs as our first home game, bro. Yeah. I don't see it. I just don't see it. Like, as soon as I saw that as our first home game, I was like, fuck. Patrick Muck. Patrick Muck. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game for sure. Y'all got one big advantage week two, and it's the same advantage that we got. This is y'all first home game with fans after COVID. So, like, home field advantage is real big. I'm trying to be at that game. Like, home field advantage is going to be really big. Like over these that first Baltimore crowd is gonna be fine. Once once everybody gets the game. fans back, like there's gonna be like a lot of emotion, bro. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get yeah, this I, game. Oh, baseball like Lamar Jackson is gonna be crazy when he announces his name for the starting lineup. Like man, that 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 whole field about to go crazy. That whole stadium about to go. Da-da-da-da. 
It's going to be fun to see Lamar Jackson this season, too, because Lamar Jackson like has some good weapons. I'm going to see Rashard Bateman. I'm going to have like a WWE type intro. No bullshit. This one got the fireworks. They got the fireworks. It should be a shootout, though, honestly, with that Chiefs and Ravens game. Because, like, think about it. The Ravens got weapons because you have Rashard Bateman, Sammy Watkins, like, we call it Hollywood Brown. So it's going to be pretty, like, fun, like, I'm seeing Lamar Jackson. Like, I'm and actually, like, you know, if in the pocket war. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, to finish. You good. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't oh, no, no, no. You good. I was just saying, yeah, that's all okay, I had to say, okay. you know, seeing Lamar Jackson's but, uh, weapons, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, if the Ravens want any shot of beating the Chiefs, they better not make that a shootout. They mm-hmm. better not. Mm-mm, that's that's what Kansas City. That, no, that is what. That's Kansas what City any. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm. And I love Lamar Jackson to death, but that's what anybody who plays the Ravens wants to happen. Make Lamar throw, because you keep making him run, 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 run. You're not gonna. You're not doing anything. Somebody. Somebody gonna feel real stupid when you throw for three hundred yards, though. Yeah, but the thing is, he throws for 300 yards against teams like the Cowboys. Everyone can throw for 300 yards against the Cowboys. I can throw for 300 yards against the Cowboys. That's how bad our defense was last season, and hopefully it's not this season. CJ Lamar threw a ball into Deshaun Jackson against the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, we won that game. I don't want to hear it. We won that game. Hey, that boy Jalen Hurts made that man look like Joe Montana for one play. <laughs> but that yeah. was the day that we broke Jalen Hurts. I don't want, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh, oh man, goodness, man, that is funny. That is funny. That is funny. Oh man, but y'all got any more thoughts for Week One? Because we're all excited for football to come back, man. We've been waiting, we've been patient, and here the we NFL are. NFL know they did wrong for making the Jets play Sam Darnold Week One. Oh no 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 no! That I, that is amazing. That they know it. That is amazing. <laughs> hey Sam Donald, bro. Sam Donald. I believe he's going to have a low key good season. Sam, really Sam Donald, he was in a good situation in New York Jets, and now he might he might actually be good. Like I'm just saying, you just also, never know. Watch Trevor Lawrence throw for 300 yards, dog. Watch him. That's throw a hot take. Just because of the hey. team playing. Hey, that's a hot take, but we'll see. Now, one um, player I want to see, what's going on with Jamar Chase? He was not looking good in preseason. Uh, like, Jamar Chase, he was just dropping passes after pass. Like, Ali, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, he can get it together. I got Panay Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right there. Can want to be flashy, but not. Got one to protect Burrow. And that's another player. That's another quarterback. I uh, can't wait to see the season. Joe Burrow. He's coming off that, um, that injury, that catastrophic mm-hmm. injury. So that's going to be another, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be happy to see him play. That's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. See him and Tyler Higgins. So the whole LSU connection, really. I see why they did it because, like, you know, you have that connection. But come on, you have to protect Burrow, especially coming after that big injury. Like, you have the opportunity to get probably, like, literally one of the best offensive linemen of, like, the decade for, like, the next decade. And you just, like, literally just passed up on him for nothing. Like, not for nothing, but come on. You just passed up on him. Like, come on. I don't know. So I have a smart move. So I have one more hot take. Oh, um, Lord. take. Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP again. And the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. I don't really think that's a hot take, but I don't think that's a hot take. That's not too much of a hot take because the Packers are so like that. But he's going to the Super Bowl. I don't want to say it. If he, if he doesn't play Kansas City, 
If he doesn't play Kansas City, he's winning the Super Bowl. My However, is Bills going to the Super Bowl? If only Baron Rodgers running in, bro, instead of making that pass, he was like literally one play away last year, man. That in that game, it was crazy. But hey, we're waiting to see about the offseason drama. Hopefully, he's put all of that past him and it won't distract him this season. See him in that Devontae Adams connection. It's going to be pretty interesting. The Dallas Cowboys will win a Super Bowl. <laughs> and the Eagles will. I don't even know what the Eagles will do. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? That's being realistic. Y'all just gonna, know. Y'all just going to stink and just use your five first-round picks for um, next season and be somewhat good. Might as well. You know what? That's actually smart. But Howie Rose is going to find a way to mess that up. <laughs> well, uh, hey, you got to love the NFC East. <laughs> uh, like you said, man, we got to have an NFC East. Se- seven team. wins really did it last year, really. Like, that's, that really did it for a division last year. Seven wins. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. And it, took oh. a, and it took a catastrophic year from the Cowboys for that to happen. Crazy. Ooh. That's crazy. But I got an interesting next topic for y'all. So we live in a very interesting region, you know, DMV area. What do y'all actually consider the DMV area? Like, what are the parameters? Where, where does it, where's the limits? Right. Where does it cut off? I'll let y'all go. All right. <laughs> All right, Evan, go ahead. DMV is the DC metro area. So basically, if you can't take the metro there and the metro bus don't go out that way, it ain't DMV. Point blank, period. Like basically, Baltimore? Baltimore, hell no. <laughs> Baltimore is their own thing. They no, Baltimore like, only tries to claim Baltimore, Baltimore only tries to claim us when we do something good. Like yeah. Baltimore themselves acknowledge that we not the DMV. And, but basically, it's like the outer edge of the DMV is Bowie State. Bowie State is the outer edge of the DMV. Hmm. I'll say Bowie. I'll say Bowie State and. Because you know, everybody going one ninety seven knows once you get past Bowie State, it ain't nothing but it ain't nothing but woods. Yeah, it's the seven miles of woods, and then you're in Laurel. Yeah, but I still consider Laurel the DMV though. Because, like, yeah, because yeah, the DMV. Yeah, because that part of Laurel is PG. Like basically, once you get like to the school, like where Laurel High is and the Laurel Town Center, once you go past then, then that's when you're in uh, Howard County. But I work up in. Go ahead, bro. My bad. Now I think it's on the Silver Line. It's connected on the Metro. Yeah. Yeah. I got that on that. <laughs> he said you got check you got update your brand <laughs> yeah 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 because i actually I actually work out there in uh out there in um in um dallas and they and they're literally building metro stations out there i would consider that the dmv nah see now this is what we not gonna do right just because we put an extension out of, out like all the brands we're not gonna call it the dmv <laughs> But it's, but it's literally, but it's literally the airport to get into DC, though. That's the only reason why I'm saying that. And speaking of which, you gotta understand the gentrification is starting to take. The gentrification is starting to take place. Crazy now. Stop trying it. You know what? Virginia Beach is not in the DMV. Who the hell said that? I listen to Pharrell. I listen to Pharrell. I listen to Pharrell. That's I do got a question though. Yeah, I do got a question though. Do y'all do y'all consider like parts of like Moco and North VA the DMV? 
Yeah. Like, that, that is like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because I, yeah, it's exactly. right there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I do that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, yeah. some people, yeah, some yeah, people like try, Bethesda, you know, some people are real Bethesda, proud of Chevy like, Chase, like, nah, but I'm a part of it. Because I worked out there, and it's right by the city. And it's But it's like, Richmond ain't no damn way. Hell no. Yeah, Richmond is not yet part of the VA gets from. I'm going to this right now. I know some rich people that are trying to claim the DMV, too. When you go into the Virginia Union University, Virginia Union, ah, they ain't DMV. That's not DMV. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, it's I know it's DC, Maryland, Virginia, but like, like if he if you're not basically connected through the traditional metro map, we're not here. If you're not connected with the red line, blue line, green line, yellow line, orange line, you know, I, I'll take the silver line. Mm-hmm. I take the silver line, but like, you know what I'm saying, like. We can't keep on doing that because niggas is starting to throw all the branch down because niggas is talking. Yeah, like be more dog for Super Maryland, bro. That's Super Maryland. That's not the <laughs> yeah. Because now, because guess what? Guess what? Everybody trying to beef up their cities is listening to conversations on the socials. You know, they got social media of uh, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Advisors and shit. So now they start the DMV, the DMV. Now they starting to say, oh, okay, well, to bring in some traffic, let's put it in some metro shit. And it's just like nah. <laughs> like nah, I mean you gonna be connected, but we can't keep on start saying that. Oh yeah, it's a deal. Finally, you already talking about finally putting a metro station in Georgetown. Hey, finally, I know, right? After all these years, regardless. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm still driving down down there. I refuse to take the metro, but like, like basically, Georgetown is the is the damn Narnia of DC, and how it's just cut off from everything else. Literally, it's like its own. It's like the Baltimore of DC, bro. Waldorf is the Narnia. I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's no, a line of witch and the motherfucking wardrobe. I'm dead, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Georgetown, the Wakanda of DC, but it ain't enough black people for that. It oh, ain't. No, you can't even say that. You, 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 you know what? And and I and I fell for the trap of thinking that Georgetown was an HBCU because all I did was watch Georgetown you basketball. Went. Did you? I, I, I seriously yeah, saw Ray Jackson. Allen season. Y'all thinking I, about when Ray Allen was in his prom or something before? Oh, because well, I don't know where the fuck all this Georgetown traffic coming from. I mean, for the basketball, we claimed them, but all this, all this I, Georgetown. I, 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 I literally, always, but like once you get on campus, you realize. Oh no! Hmm. Once I started working them Georgetown games, I saw nothing but mayonnaise. <laughs> nothing but mayonnaise, none but nothing but white people. But I mean, I mean, of course, I found I mean I found out much sooner that it wasn't an HBCU. But I always thought it was because in the city, like every everybody wearing Georgetown stuff. No, every every black person is wearing Georgetown stuff. Like, it's either Georgetown or Maryland. because of the games. It was because yeah. of the games yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. But after those games, like that's when Ray Allen was before Ray Allen got drafted. I mean, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Allen Iverson. My bad, my bad. No, you good. You good. Allen Iverson got uh, drafted. You know what I'm saying? He was playing for Georgetown, and that's when all that traffic happened. You know what I'm saying? Land bias to uh, to UMD. You know what I'm saying? Like, going forward, like, it's, you know, we got we to gotta start, start disconnecting certain narratives when they outdated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know when we started talking about Georgetown. The only thing I heard about in Georgetown after all that with Saviato. Like we can go to we can get some Saviato in Georgetown because that's where the shop is at. <laughs> but I never heard anything else for for Georgetown. I don't know. That's just me. You know what I mean? Like, like basically, basically, 
if you wonder whether whether or not a school is an HBCU, ask yourself, when's the last time you heard of this school's homecoming? Like, when is the last time you ever heard anything about Georgetown homecoming? This nigga is speaking facts. Hey, Georgetown homecoming is Bible study. Man said Bible study. Man said Bible study. I'm weak, bro. Niggas saying like this on a Christian academy. I'm dumb. I mean, they are a Catholic school. I mean, they are. That's, what, that's that. why I'm hey, dying laughing. I'm like, bro, this is guy. I know that. That I never knew. I never knew. That. Hey, we people learning cool. new things on the pod. That's great. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. What else, be, what else they be doing at Georgetown Homecoming? Taylor Swift. They be oh, cutting God. off Taylor Swift records. Tell you. That sounds more like you on D. They be, they, be on the, they be on the grill with that dry, unseasoned chicken. <laughs> Joy's still walking. Joy's still walking on the uh, They upgraded oh, now, bro. They put the everything they season. They put the everything season. They're doing the Charleston. They're doing the everything season. They're doing the everything seasoning now, bro. They putting the everything seasoning on everything. This nigga said he had the one and all like shit. I'm dead. No, 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 no. I seen it up close. I seen it up close. Here's what they be on. They be on the grill with them cauliflower wings. All right, so you see that window that's behind you? I want you to climb out that. All right, I want you to climb down. I want you to take a walk around your house and think about what that shit you just said. You said, is bro. a wild man, bro. This thing is oh, a cough of power. No Becky. I bet not see you with no Becky in your profile pic. No bad photos <laughs> for the rest of the year. <laughs> hey, hey. hey, remember hey, what Antonio Brown said? <laughs> record this shit. I bet not seeing with no tag photos. <laughs> no, 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 bro. Trust me, trust me. I'm team. I wish a Karen would all day. Oh, hey, man. remember what Antonio Brown said? No white women. No white 2022. Woman's 2020. <laughs> no white women. 2022. They nothing but trouble. I The reason why I bought this question was. I don't know if you guys follow the DMV herd news guy on Instagram. They recently oh, had gosh. he going outside. Yeah, he, he, he going outside. He got his page uh, deleted actually. He got yeah. really sad, man. I, I think yeah, his main page it's got Aunt deleted, Lizzie. but now it's <laughs> Ang Yeah, his main page got deleted. Yeah. Once you said Ang I like, already know what the. It's fuck not. Now it's like DMV herds and news worldwide or something like that. I think he still was like behind it, but yeah, his main page it's messed up. Yeah, no wonder I was looking. I was like, gonna find his main one recently. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. can I tell y'all something as a rapper? Yeah, can I tell y'all something? Sure, sure, sure. Can I tell sure, y'all sure. something as a rapper about that shit. All right, so I don't. All right, so I dropped Flames of Youth probably like late July. It's my like my my highest leading leading single. I asked him, I said, what's going on with the promo? Bruh said, for one promo post, no story, no nothing, $120 to post it on your time. $100 just to post it whenever he want to post it. So we doing all So think about it like this. How many people actually went with that deal and now doesn't even have a reputable brand to shout them out now? Because ain't nobody taking the person like personal page trying to do media shit serious. We like DMV Hoods and News because it looked like a big a vehicle. It looked like an engine for artists. It had no name. It had no face on it. And that's why he never got no love when he put his fucking face in that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, now I'm going to tell you what's so dangerous about this. You know what I'm saying? Because if you started peeping it, he became the academics of the DMV. He did. He did. 
I was. I, I think I even won the comments. I pointed that out last that. year, bro. I, I made that, I pointed that out last no, year. No, yeah, Mark. Actually, remember too, I told bro. you mm-hmm. I, I made a joke uh-huh. about that, bro. I was like, yo, this is mm-hmm. good. And DMV academic. Because like some of the stuff he started posting, I'm like, really, bro? Like, why are you like really like yeah questionable stuff? Posted that's like yeah. He's starting to post questionable things. He's starting to post almost everything. But where it got messy is when he started to do the DMV hoods worldwide, whatever the fuck that was. And I think the traffic that was coming off that page started leading into the actual page. And then on top of that, you know what I'm saying? You just got a bunch of like politics going on because he a regular DNV nigga. So I know he do got smoke. He do got affiliate. I don't know him personally. I don't know his circle personally, but just looking at the static, just looking at the atmosphere that you can see building on the comment section, like you can tell like he probably bumping with a few people. So that's why the other day he puts out a video saying, hey, I don't want no smoke. Stop taking my pages down, blah, blah, this and that, this and that. Because I just was yesterday years old when I found out if you, it doesn't even matter what the content is. If you have a certain amount of people reporting it in the same notes of time, then it's going to get taken down. Like, you know, so, you know, it's, my, I'm not trying to rap too long, but essentially what I'm saying is what's going to happen to the DMV culture now? Because if you keep it, he was becoming the centralized media for all things DMV. Yeah, he was coming the face of it. Yeah, and it's so right now, so people were doing Mochella through DMV Hoods and News. All these things were getting promo through DMV Hoods and News. Now that that engine is not, you know what I'm saying, there anymore, he's back to being a regular promoter. What's going to happen with the DMV Hoods and News sound now, with the DMV sound now? So I'm interested to see maybe there's going to be more artists like me or, you know, that's not really into the trap, you know, kind of come out or create their own platforms. And that's why I think this podcast is so good to have it right now, because now you want to start going in there and taking, you know what I'm saying? They're taking a piece of the pie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because people are scrambled now. We're trying to figure out like, okay, where do we tune in now? Where do we tap in now? Like, you know what I'm saying? Who who can I put my shit up and get some impressions on? You know what I'm saying? Because peep his page, it's dropping. Because I even followed it. It's nothing personal against him. It's just that I wanted to follow the vehicle. I didn't want to follow you. Right. And there's a lot of times where people they you know get into a system like this man did where he was really climbing up the ladder, but he was too focused on getting credit for getting that process up there. And sometimes you just have to be tuned in and locked in and more about giving out the content and being the face instead of trying to get the attention and the credit for being the face. Exactly. Like it's just exactly. it's absolutely something. And it's just like when you were just simply focused on what you do instead of the ramifications and the benefits of what you're going to get, I feel like you'll be better off because you already know once you start inflating that ego, it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah we see that happen with academics. Honestly, that's where his page went down. Well, he kind of started going downhill content-wise. That's why I kind of stopped paying attention. Well, academics was a more, yeah, like, slow burn because he was kind of just creating enemies here and there and there and there. That's, that's Chicago the, shit, like, honestly. He, that Warren that Chirac stuff, yeah, he, yeah, that was skinning a little bit. Yeah, you had to stop that. Yeah. That Chirac series as a whole, we got to – I know we talk shit about it, but we really got to talk about how genius that Chirac series was. And like a lot of people mm-hmm. dissed him the other day, but he's right. Niggas would not know what the fuck Chirac was or how much drama was really going down aside from the statistic on the news if it weren't for academics. Like academics, yeah, really that page was popping. Yeah. 
Exactly. So it's yeah, just like I, I saw that. When, like Chief Keep started popping. Yeah. Yup. He started covering Chief Keep a lot. And then Lil Dirk started getting a clout. And then, of course, when Keith had enemies like, uh, you know, JoJo and, you know, rest in peace to him and other, uh, like, of course, opposing rappers. That's when, like, the whole Chicago scene as a whole, he started to learn about, like, the Chicago South Side, the Inglewood area. And, like, they just blew up worldwide in that era of drill rap really came. Really, it was, like, kind of sort of because of Academic's page because his YouTube page covering their music and everything and the situation he got in just kept people interested. So, I mean, yeah, I can't credit him for that. But, of course, you know, when people dying and everything, him will kind of film, but, like, practice jokes about the death of people. Yeah, I understood why. It's like, yeah, you got to shut that down. You know, don't, don't can't be, like, making satires about dead people and all that. It's like, yeah, it was getting too far. So yeah, that's like, when he kind of went down here with that page. Academics did something for... I mean, just to kind of lightly just piggyback on that, academics did something that hasn't been done in a while. And that was, you remember when MTV, BET would literally have a cameraman and that one dude that would go behind the scenes, like that one episode with Mayno, like when they went to Mayno's crib and, you know, looked into his life and they gave you that play-by-play. Um, that slice of life. That slice of life stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I'm saying that slice of life. That's what academics was serving to them. Not everybody was getting that narrative. For the people who but want to talk about like how we're talking about like he provided that context he provided that narrative so the reason why i couldn't really put dmv hood the new guy with academics is because academics popularity is more rooted into what you were saying uh and that's more so uh like he put the, the cart before he put the um the horse before the cart mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so he kept the vehicle running we didn't even really see academics for real, for real, until there was a demand with the whole six nine thing. That's right, when they yeah. started doing the whole at DJ academics, making stupid ass songs for little monetary benefit. Y'all you know, so yeah. mm-hmm. with the DMV hoods and news page, he could have been that big to the point where even if a couple of people reported, it wouldn't be a problem. But every now and then, like Brad said, he trying to get the glory. Every then, every now and then, he putting his face in the camera and then, like people was cracking on him. So now the marketing is going, the brand is going down because people are cracking on the creative. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's just little things here and there. You know what I'm saying? And it's sad because just like when you lose that mystique, it's like you can't gain it back. Absolutely. And it's very hard to gain that mystique, to gain that appeal. It's very hard to get that because once you get that, you got to keep it sacred because it's so important because that's how you're going to keep progressing and leveling up and increasing your repertoire because people are going to be tuning in people can be listening people can be sharing you know word of mouth i don't care what anyone said word of mouth is still the most powerful tool you can use as someone as a content creator as an artist or anything where you're making for marketing is the most powerful one because people are always going to talk about what they like people are always going to talk about what they mess with people are always going to share hey man listen i just seen this funny thing Y'all check it out. Y'all might laugh too. Oh, yeah, I just listened to this thing that really made a lot of sense. You know, it's something I heavily agree with. Y'all check it out. Word of mouth is still the most powerful tool for marketing because that's how you're going to grow and grow and grow. So, and that's how I was about saying DJ Academics. He was more focused on putting out the stuff. He wasn't even trying to be the face of what he was doing. He was just pushing it, pushing it, pushing, pushing the train, as you said. While, you know, Dean V. Hood's a news guy, he got a little bit of clout. Got a little bit of ego. It was like, nah, I got to be at the face of it. Y'all got to give me credit. When you only do that when you're at the basic maturation process of where everything is coming together. Or like you said, there's a demand for like, okay, we want to see what you look like. We want to see what you're about. 
boom pal and all that. So I feel like he fell short of the glory for that, and he's paying the consequences for it. I think Ben is going down right now. Again, it's going to be another situation where where do we go for the news? Where do we go for the ladies and gravy? And uh, that's what <clears throat> kind of rerouting it back to the 301 theme, you know what I mean? It's just more so like the DNV has a news page. I haven't heard anything DNV music since. And that's the craziest, scariest part about it. Where do the young kids go right now? Even the ones doing trap, you know what I'm saying? Even the ones doing the shit that I'm doing, like where do they go now for that? You know what I'm saying? Where we, I remember they were talking about the dual, I forgot his name, but he's he's like a, a jump shooter. And he was about to go against a robot in Japan. Where do you we talk about Lisa go? Shooter? Lisa yeah. Shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, where do we go to, to, to get that news? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like now it's just like more than ever, y'all are needed. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, go ahead, give us lead the beat. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, that is going to back to shade room, back to academics. And it's just like who's gonna put on for the DMV? Because and the envy is a loose And that's really the goal, man. Like the goal, we're building this brick by brick, foundation by foundation. We want to be the voice of the region. Because yeah, not no. only for ego's sake, we feel like we represent the region in such a beautiful way. We can attack the good, the bad, and the indifferent. And we can bring a positive light because none of us have egos. Neither four of us are egos. We all came together. And literally made this because we were already having these conversations before the pod happened. Like, we were on group FaceTime talking about the stuff we talk about now. And we say, you know what? We all have a will to talk. We all have an ability to articulate. Why not make it into a podcast for it? And ever since then, we've been seeing the growth. We've been seeing people mess with it. We've been seeing the looks, the heads are turning, man. And that's the beautiful thing about it. It is... Uh, it kind of reminds me of like a DMV drink champs, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. Like I'm trying to, like I get, I get that vibe. So it's just like that's why I was just like more so excited. I was like, all right, yeah, let's definitely do the interviews, do the, you know, what I'm saying, let's have this session today. It's crazy. So thank y'all again, man, and I'm um, glad to jump out that DMV husband news thing because I've been wanting to talk about that for a minute. Like you know, what I'm saying the centralized news for the DMV. Oh, for sure, for sure. Especially because I'm into music a lot. And that's why I like, that's the one of the main reasons why I went to this page. Not for more like the messy stuff, but just more of like the music. Because I'm into music as well. Like, especially DMV artists. Like, I like a lot of trap uh, artists as well. And just DMV artists in general. Like, Sampha and Darian know me. I'm always sharing my music. A lot of DMV artists. And yeah, like, that's the main reason why I, I like this page. And for somebody that was actually from the DMV, you know, that can really, you know, relate to the area. It can like, you know, speak on the artists as well. It can kind of relate. It was good to have like his platform for that for the music so yeah it's just unfortunate with the mess the other mess of course yeah. and, and it's just sad to hear what? from you know from an artist's perspective you know he's talking about oh 120 just to put it on when he feels like and when really honestly i'm not going to charge for it because we both from the same area we both trying to make it in our different fields of different walks of life you need a platform to talk your shit man come on let's chat Let's chop it up. That, and that's literally how I presented it to you, bro. I said, listen, bro. Let's build together, man. Talk, like, let's yeah, chop it up. Together. Let's build yeah. together. Can I piggyback on that, too? Sure, no problem, you, yeah. A lot of people is going to talk about, it's a gatekeeping. And it's a superstar. Charge this, charge that, charge this shit. That shit is destroying the DMV culture. Mm-hmm. It's destroying it. We're not talking about black businesses. We're talking about shit like a DMV post. You just said it yourself. 
you want to build the culture for the DMV. 100K followers, you still got a lot more building to do. That's just that's just probably PG and Mocha. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that he's sitting here charging 100 to $120, you know what I'm saying, to post, you know, content that's supposed to be putting on for the DMV. Currently, right now, I'm in Florida. And I have all my, my songs spread out on every news media here. And I've not spent more than $45. And they go so hard for everybody that's posted. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like anybody gets posted. It's just, you know, they, if a creator likes the content, again, they're trying to do their own little, you know, academic thing here. That's why academics was so, is so important to the culture because he's starting that movement that, okay, who's going to step up and, and, and be all things culture, you know what I'm saying? And be the curator, you know, ultimately. So with that being said, the amount of financial and cultural gatekeeping in the DMV is ridiculous and it's sick. There's people who charge to get you on the podcast so you can talk about your junk. So, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's people like the DMV who's in these page that's charging $100, $120. You know what I'm saying? There's venues you can't... There's Have you noticed that there's not a lot of young kids performing at venues? It's just always like... That. It's the same you know what I'm people. I've noticed It's that. the same older head, right? The same DMV trap niggas, and that's why these niggas constantly get on because they getting grandfathered in, and it's only them getting cycled every week mm-hmm. on some like, hey, yeah, they got they got daily band playing every week on some that shit. They have them at Lit Club Live every every fucking weekend. They got them like down, you know what I'm saying, and on, on U Street almost on every venue. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I was just on U Street not last weekend. <laughs> I know that what you're talking about. I'm kind of glad DMV Hudson News kind of went down because he was a promoter before all that shit. Mm-hmm. And he was a part of that gatekeeping shit. And with the DMV Hudson News page, he just projected that. And everybody that wanted to keep that gatekeeping shit a thing, hopping. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm kind of glad that this happened because this is like a rebirth for the DMV. I would like to see a lot other news outlets for the DMV come up because that shit was just toxic. I understand that the trap was something that took over super heavy after Gogo, but we was never into trap. Mm-hmm. It was never into it. I don't know why Religion News focused more on trap rappers than people not trying to spark up the Gogo bands like AAO. Like they come, they trying to come back. A2A, like they trying to do shit too. Reaction band, they trying to get back up. The reaction like, is trying to come back. You know what I'm saying? XIB. You know what I'm saying? ABM. Like all them people, they like check their shit. They on YouTube, 2021 shows, 2020 shows. So it's just like CCD. So why the fuck? Why the fuck are we, you know what I'm saying, focusing more on culture that's popping in the South? Because down here, trap is alive. That's where it was built. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The so Southern like, Sound. Everybody know the Southern Sound of the mid-2000s, man. Everybody know. Exactly. And you know, you know. That's why the DMV got such an issue coming out, because we still trying to be like everybody else when we got everything that we need. And everybody keeps on saying it like it's some kind of cool thing to say if you're really from here. But it's just like, again, the DMV Hoods and News pages like that projected that. So, you know, finish, finish finalizing my thought, not to kind of take the, the mic too long. No, 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 no. You're good, man. This 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 platform is for uh, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Go man, ahead and say it. No, 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 no. Because everybody else He's saying some real time. shit, for real. He's saying real shit, too. That's why I'm, I'm just letting you take the show. Man. I have, y'all, I have been waiting so fucking long to talk on this shit. I have been waiting so long when Brad said, hey, hop on the show. I said, yeah, I'm coming with it. <laughs> I'm coming with it. So 
it, it's just it's just something that I really wanted to discuss and talk about. Um, DMV Hudson News. It's so crazy that you brought it up, man. DMV Hudson News things. There's so many parts to it that we need to touch. The gatekeeping, you know, what I'm saying the 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 polarizing uh, aspect of it. Because the thing about it is, he had resources reporting to him on a daily. You know what I'm saying? Where is all those resources going to now? You know, so it's just like I, I, I'm interested. You know what I'm saying? Is it going to go back to WPGCC 95.5 Street Team running the pages? That way we going to go to the footage shit or, or what? I got that, man. Yeah, it's, it's, for the DMV. You already know another page is definitely going to like get out there and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like platforms it, always in the works as we talking. So yeah, it's going to be interesting moving forward. Honestly, and for, and for yeah. the next phase to pop up, can you please put some go go music on? Because I know I know for a fact there's some new go go bands that really need that exposure. But a lot of these DMV music, a lot of these pages highlighting DMV music, just approach the stuff like just approach it with the mindset of. Ain't nobody trying to hear go go. It's all it's all about that trap. The whole kill is the trap. Like you said, the trap ain't us. Yeah, it's not for It's not for us. Like go go. That's us. That is our. And really, and really, we started seeing the trap like come up when. Yeah, honestly, we started seeing like a lot of the trap in the DMV like come up when (laughs) some of the close a lot of the close go go clubs got like shut down, and that's when like the trap in the trap music in DMV. Somebody say that. Yup, yeah, because like, and I think I was somebody bored, say that. And, you know, yup, you know, like niggas in the DMV got bored, and yup, and you know, they started doing the music for fun, but then they started kind of getting popular and everything. It was like, okay, you know what? Started getting catchy, and then that's when like the DMV trap music and everything started taking off. We started seeing artists like Q the Fool come up, like Shabazz and everything. Hey, and that's when hey, the, the trap music in the DMV got it, you know, uh, got it really trendy, and yeah, and that's when that wave became, and it's unfortunate. Because really part of the DC government do, uh, have something to do with that when the clubs got shut down. So it's really so, I'm sad to see a go go, you know, uh, like good go go music go away. But now it's trying to come back and we need platforms to put that back on. So that's really a good point, Evan. It really is, man. It's crazy to me because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so glad somebody was going to say it because um, that's it. Not go go was the heart and soul of it because. It had what elements to it? It had, you know what I'm saying? It had um rapping elements to it, singing elements to it. Also, like Tribe Called Quest talks a lot about coming down here. A lot of the rappers in New York talk about coming down to Maryland, coming down to uh, the DC to do shows. Philly niggas, like the roots came down here to do shows. It was Chocolate City, it was really soulful. You know what I'm saying? Hence why Wale is popping straight out the cut 2008. You know what I'm saying? Like if y'all remember, you know, 2007, 2008, it was radio hits, then go-go after six. Yeah, like, really. You know what I'm like, and legit. I, and I'm glad you brought up the Wale point because I'm going to ask everybody, does Wale get enough credit for what he's done? No. For the region? I don't think no. He, I don't think he does. I think he does. I think he does. I just think that the people who perceive his success have the ish, have, keeps on questioning it. Anytime you think about the DC, you think about anything, anything. Probably, you know what I'm saying? Right. We have a problem in the DMV area, and it's something that pisses me off. People are so fixated on the territorial. That's why I asked the first thing what is the y'all consider the region? Because I was going to go into this question. People are so territorial. Oh, yeah, Wale's not from DC, he's from Maryland. 
Why should I matter? He put on for the entire region. He made a platform for the entire region. It's not just the city. DMV is not just it's C. It's very annoying, too, bro. DC right. niggas are very territorial. Like, there's nothing wrong being like too DC city, but sometimes they're like too prideful. Sometimes I'm just like, bro, really? They take it's it like, too far. They yeah, too like far. the city niggas, it's just sometimes it's too prideful. Like, I noticed that. Like, there's, yeah. there's no need for this pride from DC or PG because the fact is, DC people come into PG all the time. PG people. Thank go- you. Gentrification. <laughs> Gentrification did that shit. It dumped so many DC Gentrification hit both of us too. We are straight up brothers, bro. Like we basically share all of our stuff. Like I don't understand why people so tell. Oh, he's not from DC. I'm like, bro, that doesn't matter. He put on this man Wale was coming up and shouting out every hood he could think of. I mean, basically. Basically, how would they like it if we just looked at FedEx Field and said, nah, that's Maryland? Like, <laughs> fe- like FedEx- they get mad as hell. It's funny, they bro. Get mad as hell. <laughs> they get pissed. Well, I will say people do kind of correct. Like, like whenever like I would watch a like a football team game, and they'll be like, Yes, we're in Washington, DC. And then me and like someone else would be like, No, that's Landover, Maryland. <laughs> It's just like how when people say Fillmore is DC, Wait, but Fillmore is not DC, but that's Silver that, Spring. See, that, that, that brings like I hate when people say that, that. That brings me to my next point because where was this energy when the announcers in the Olympics kept saying Kevin Durant was from DC? But that was and pissing me off. Like it's not that hard to say C Pleasant America. They like, did it on purpose. Like it really of is. Of course they did it on purpose. Of course. Come on because now. We know they, that. There's no there's no basketball team in uh in Maryland. So they kept on. They had to say something that was close. So Washington D.C. Uh, I know that. Uh, I understood it. Okay. Yeah, that's why they had to say that. Actually, did okay. Wizards actually did used to play in PG County, Landover, exactly. And they were the Baltimore Bullets. Baltimore Bullets as well. (laughs) Yeah, that was. The Wizards actually do. The Wizards actually do have a good history in the state of Maryland and in PG County. And so they were like, a good team when they were in Baltimore, too. That's what makes it funny. So to just completely erase that and try to make it seem like PG County and D.C. are the same thing, that's just that's just wrong on all levels. So I want to I wanna talk about something real quick. Sure, understand? man. Go ahead. I, <laughs> a lot of people don't really fully understand the history behind this shit. We, we, we lightly touched on it. Like, I see why people had a problem with Maryland. Like at first, Maryland had no stripes because, and me living in Maryland almost all you know, PG County, Maryland, all my whole, almost all my whole life, I to move from DC. At first, it was like a lot of mom pop, you know what I'm saying? Apartments in the cut, you know, white families. It was a white area, you know what I'm saying? But this little thing called gentrification started happening, and every family. Almost every family in DC, in the southwest, southeast, uh, almost all of them got paid off to go into Maryland. So now you got this huge dump of all of these people, late, I mean, early 2000s, late, late 90s, early 2000s. Like, you know what I'm saying? So now, busted, you know, not everybody left. People still there. So now we got people saying, oh, yeah, DC is the real chocolate city because, uh, 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 uh. Okay, that makes sense. But everybody that lived in DC is now in Maryland. Now you got D, you got go-go's in Maryland. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Rivet, you know, Riverdale, give them hell. Where y'all think that, that shit came from? Landover? Like, where y'all shit that, where y'all think that shit came from? So it's just like, so now you got all these, you know what I'm saying, family, DC families bringing DC culture to Maryland. And now we're going to turn this shit up to the, one of the most blackest counties, one of the blackest counties in America. The richest blackest counties in America as well as that too. So yeah. watching it, you know, I had to respect it because there was no other reason or point. If there's anybody that should be questioning this whole thing, that's not even Baltimore, it's VA. Every time I've been out in VA, bro, it's all mayonnaise or coffee and cream. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, my thing is this. I don't even care about the whole DMV thing because everybody contributed so much. You got go like, I think about it for music. Go Link and everybody that makes jiggy, you know, bouncy hip hop. That's that's Virginia. We need that. Ari Lennox, we need that. Pharrell came from VA Beach. We need that. You know what I'm saying? Then we got the DMV. Yeah. Then we got DC. We got Patrell. We got... Uh, we gotta say Wale. We gotta say Wale. We gotta say Shark Disney because the DMV, the DC, they named him there. Every time Wale performed, he was in DC. All his venues, more so, was in DC. All his connections was in DC. And as a rapper, you're kind of forced to go to DC, no matter how much you want to put on for Maryland, because you're not gonna perform at no mom pop pizza shop. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You DC know? is because more marketing and everything. You know. Yep. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, that's where I just don't, I hate to bring it to like a studious point, but it's just like, bro, like we really need to stop this, this turf war because it's stupid as fuck. And it's more so bringing more um, of an issue. One thing I will say that the dude from DMV Hudson was, was doing before he uh, got disbanded, was trying to bring Baltimore into the conversation, was trying to bring Virginia more into the conversation. And the jokes that started happening you know what I'm saying? Ashley started building rapport with everybody. So, again, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if he's going to do something more like, I don't know if he's going to try to come back. I don't know if there's going to be somebody else coming back. I don't know if he's going to do dnblife.com again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I mean? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I just wanted to talk on that part, man. No more turf wars, man. DMV, we got to be in love, solidarity. Because Georgia... Everybody in Georgia from Boulder Crest to I don't know where the fuck, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they got each other's back because they all in Georgia. We all in the DMV. New York, all the boroughs stay together. Oh yeah, we all in New York, we all in New York. I mean they all they all little mini conversations, but it's just like we gotta stick together. You know what I'm saying? So that's right. It. Yeah, like put the animosity aside. Yeah, I feel you, yup. Cause it's really you're not getting so nowhere with it. Yeah, it's like gaining nothing. Yup, sure, for sure. Yeah. I know it's CE sample. He stepped away for a sec. Um, but our next topic, we're gonna uh, get into um the um NBA. Let's see who y'all think is gonna win uh, um the NBA uh MVP next season for 2022. Uh, Evan, I like. Oh, Darian, Evan, I let y'all go first on that. Yeah, Darian, you might have to go first. I'm still thinking. Uh. Uh. Shit. I don't know. Um. It's going to be pretty interesting because you got Giannis, like, who's still, like, Actually, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if I see Giannis winning, like, Joe, fact, like winning let, the game. Let me, throw, let me throw out a name real quick. Let me throw out a mm-hmm. name. Donovan Mitchell. Ooh, that's a hot – I'm going to say that's a hot take, but that, that's – I feel good. like – He's from a team in the Jazz that's going to be really good this season. Donovan Mitchell, one of the best point guards in the league. Plus, you already know, they're not going to give the MVP 
to nobody on the Nets because the common mindset is they don't deserve it as much because because they're a they're a super team. I feel and I feel like with Giannis, like the reason he didn't win in like last season is because the committee did not want to give him the MVP again until he proved himself in the playoffs, which he just did. So the door is open for him. But I feel I really feel like uh, an MVP caliber season coming from Donovan Mitchell. Like I really do. And you know how you know how you can trust me saying this? Because dog, why would I ever say the Jazz fans deserve nice things? I would never say Jazz fans deserve nice things, and that's a nice thing. I will also say um, you bring up um, Donovan Mitchell. Um, there are two names I'm gonna. Two names I'm gonna say. One is obvious. Another one, I wouldn't say is not obvious, but it's not too obvious. Um, Mark, you're gonna like this. Joel Embiid. Mm. I think Joel Embiid, with them possibly losing Ben Simmons, the fact that he should have won MVP last season, but he injuries though. He couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. Um, they basically have the same team as last year. They got – they. I I think that Drummond pick, that Drummond pickup is actually, is actually better for Philly than what people think it is because Drummond eats rebounds. Granted, he does take up space, and you can't really space the floor with, with um, Andre Drummond. Right, but he, right. is a, he is a walking – 10 and 15. Um, so I so I bring up Joel Embiid because just when he's on, he is the most dominant big man in hold the on. world. <clears throat> hold on, hold on. Before you continue, like I said, our boy, he got to go. So just want to give my my thanks and order, but I appreciate you for hopping on and promote your stuff. Talk about what you do. Talk about quickly. Just promote yourself for the next minute before you got to go. I know you got things you got to handle. Yeah, yeah. Um... Nah, uh, no problem at all, man. I did want to drop in. Um, please have me on the show again. I would love to talk about, uh, of you know, for sure, my music a little bit um, more. And I would just love to talk about more, more three on one stuff, more DMV stuff. More, I, I, I say we should talk more on. All right, so I said right, my, my closing statement. You know, uh, I feel like we should work more on the, the Maryland culture now because it's just like especially since we had this conversation, I just think we need to do a little bit more like catering to the 301. Because when are we going to realize that Maryland is a heartbeat, not D.C. It's a, Maryland is a heartbeat of the DMV. We in the middle. DMV. We in the, we in the middle. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we, I say that because everybody who is fucked up due to gentrification floods into Maryland. From VA, from D.C., from Baltimore, everybody bloods down here. So we're like literally a mixing pot of everything that's good from every spot. You know what I'm saying? We got we got VA niggas down here. We got DC niggas in here. I mean, come on now. You know what I'm saying? And we got the people born out of all that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like PG niggas is really different. Because we're literally, we're not just being, we're not, we're not just DC niggas. We're not just VA niggas. Like we, uh, uh, we mix pot niggas for real. Like we really got a whole vibe, you know, building. We're like a different species. <laughs> like, so like in the, in the social, social atmosphere, but um, kind of wrapping up. Cause I do have to dip. 
prepared for a studio session myself. Um, I'm working on the album currently right now called Good, Fast, Cheap. Uh, it's coming out pretty soon. I was going to say like at the end of the month, but we still working on something. I'm actually about to go fix something up right now. Uh, yeah, I'm saying I just released a song called Plans of Youth. It's it's going crazy. Jada Kiss is DJ, Tech the DJ is on it. Um, he's running, uh, he actually ran it on radio for VA and NYC this past Labor Day weekend. And we still doing more traction with it. Uh, so make sure y'all go ahead and listen to that Flames of Youth. I say listen to it in the morning time. Get your flames on. You know what I'm saying? Get your flames on. Hashtag get your flames on uh, for the day. And thank y'all for having me on the 301 outlet. Support 301 Young, man. We sure, for sure. Definitely going to be checking you out, man. This was one of my favorite conversations that we've had on this podcast, bro. I we I, I really appreciate you. Like seriously. Will was in our bag with the DMV I, talk, I man. Like we, this, I feel like we went more in depth about the DMV and DMV culture this episode than we ever have before. I'm like that's amazing. I can still like real stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 301 like, young ready to get into it, man. Sure. Appreciate you having me, man. Stay blessed, stay beautiful, keep doing what you do, my guy. And be safe, man, for real. Yep. Mm-hmm. Last thing. Sure. Y'all can, y'all can talk about when I'm going. Y'all peep that the conversation about the DMV shit only in the music, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not lying, bro. Ain't nobody got a problem with that DMV turf war shit. Outside of music shit. Mm-hmm. All right, man. <laughs> Sir. But continue what you were saying, Darren. I didn't want to yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, about that Joel and uh, the MVP talk. Yeah. He, yeah he was, so, uh, good points about Embiid, though, for real. So, yeah, I was going to say Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid is literally the most dominant big man in the NBA when healthy mm. when 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 healthy and when he the the thing with Joel Embiid is he needs to want to be dominant he needs to stop settling and shooting them damn jump shots and get his big ass in in, in on the post because no one can check him here's the thing though when you have Ben Simmons on your team you can't have him and, and be cluttering the paint well, you don't. I mean, but but that's why. But you don't need to put Ben Simmons in the paint. Ben Simmons is not a scorer. Literally, all Ben Simmons has to do is dribble, drive, kick out to any shooter that's that's open. Philly was built for him to facilitate. Yeah, yeah that's, like, no, no, no. Just built for him to to um, facilitate. And if you want to put Joel on, on, on the block, literally just ISO him on the, ISO him on the block. Joel, and then it's going to be like, it's either, you can do either one or two things. You can get scored on one-on-one or you double him, which when you double somebody, you're leaving somebody open. And then, and then, and then go ahead and try and bring someone off of, off of um, Ben Simmons. He's going to kick it out to Ben Simmons Ben Simmons is gonna drive. Someone's gonna to have to check Ben 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 Simmons. And he's gonna kick it out again, or you're just gonna let Ben Simmons drive to the lane. But 
But aside from Joel Embiid, that's why I think Joel Embiid could be a nice candidate for the MVP. No, yeah, I'm I'm 100%. I've said this so many times, just to cut you off. But the reason why I brought up what I said is Ben Simmons is not an awesome offensive player, but we saw during this past season, he wasn't aggressive. He was playing very passive. Like, just like you said, Ben Simmons should basically but be... But that's confidence. Going to, that's what I was just about to say. That, that's why I said, let me finish. Let me finish. Like, Ben Simmons, this whole season mentally, and especially in the playoff mentally, he wasn't there. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, the fit between the two of them, the only way it works is if one, John Bede goes to his bread and butters in the post, and two, Ben Simmons checks whatever mental block he's dealing with, and says, okay, I'm going to focus on defense, kicking out, driving and kick out, and running in transition. And honestly, yeah. in my opinion, I don't think Ben Simmons should be running the point. He should be a point forward. He shouldn't be the point guard. He should be the one bringing up the ball all the time. I agree with you on, 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 on that. But Ben Simmons had a relatively good regular season. It was during the playoffs when his when when his confidence just got shook, one because the cam all of the cameras was was um was um was um on him, and two, it every time when when a team fucks up, you everyone wants to everyone wants to point out a little scapegoat. Ben Simmons was Ben Simmons was that scapegoat. Granted, I understand. I'm kind of guilty I, in that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I love how you say yeah. And Ben and Ben and Ben Simmons. Meanwhile, meanwhile, while all is going on, is Clippers fans and Celtics fans going? He can't keep it. They're looking at Doc Rivers and going, he can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> and that and and I was just and I was just about to go. And I was just and I was just about to go there. Ben Simmons is not the reason why you blew two 25 point leads. That's coaching. That's the whole team. But uh, I've I've already talked about it before. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about that deeply, yeah. And no, no, because I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying, like overall, just taking the entire season, both the regular season and playoffs, there's something going on with Ben Simmons. And I'm not even talking about how a season was. I'm talking about him as a person. Ben Simmons can shoot. He just chooses not to shoot. He can shoot. He doesn't. He literally is. He is. It's a confidence thing. It's a mental thing. He is so scared to get either whatever criticism if he misses, or I don't know what mental block he's going. He's been going through it for the past few seasons, where he's not even taking like pull up middies, or he's literally just trying to get to the rim. Ben Simmons came in the league and he was doing mid range shots. But he how, had the but, confidence. But it's like, how would you feel if? And and it's probably not just coming from us as fans. No, right. Okay? It's probably up people how, in his ear. How, how would how would you like how would you feel if you're working on shooting? You know that's you know that is the only thing that is keeping you from going because you're good. That's the only thing that's keeping you from going to being great. Okay. We all like like he knows, we all know that he struggles shooting the ball. All right. We encourage him, Ben, you're open. Shoot, 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 shoot. Then when he does shoot, clank, 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 clank. You got people probably in the locker room mad, probably got some coaches mad that he keeps shooting and it's getting to him. That would get to anybody. 
No, no, yeah, you're getting I'm not, it from I'm, all, and you're getting that from all fronts. I'm not disagreeing with that because we had the conversation before on the double standard and the fake duality of just the NBA landscape as a whole. Where they want you, they want you to do some certain thing, but when you do that certain thing, they're ready to quit. We've talked about this. All I'm saying is that people need to admit that this is a thing. What you just said is the 100% truth of the matter. The reason why Ben Simmons, the past few years, he's kind of been turning it to someone who's not an offensive player is because it's got to him, just like it would get to anybody. What I'm saying is he needs to find a way for his own sake. And I think that's why he needs to be traded from Philly, because he needs to go somewhere to build up that confidence, to break that mental block, to get to that next level that we all know he can get to. That's all I'm saying. I think he needs to leave Philly just for that second. I think they have no choice but to trade him because he said he's not going to report the training camp. You got Rich Paul in his organization. I don't blame him for that, especially all the slander. And just like Darian said, every time something goes wrong, there's always a scapegoat. In Cleveland with their big three, they weren't coming for LeBron. They weren't coming for for Kyrie Irving. They came for Kevin Love. Love. And look who's the last one left from the big three, Kevin Love. Even though I think he needs to get out of the game because he's just over here throwing hissy and fits. Like, and like, he, he's just a mess, man. But I don't blame him. Like, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Dan Simmons needing to go. There's a list of teams where the reaction from fans and media will be just as bad, if not worse, than they are with the Sixers. It's the Knicks, although he's probably not going to New York. Hell no. It's either of the L.A. teams, the Lakers or the Clippers, and then it's the Heat. He goes any of them places, and the reactions from fans and media, whenever he has the ball and he's open, it's going to be just as bad, if not worse, than it is right now with the Sixers. And can I, I can, to a lower and market can I, team? And can I say this about um, – Oh, Golden State, too. Golden State, too. Add the Warriors on that list. And can, I, and can I say this before I before I bring up my um, my um, next player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. MVP. Mm-hmm. I did not realize how toxic Heat Twitter is, man. Them Very Heat tough. fans got issues. <laughs> they got issues. <laughs> I mean, come on. Y'all haven't been good Smiles, since. Smiles, we know you listening, and we better not hear a damn word, bro. Smiles. <laughs> Smiles. Smiles be the main one, bro. <laughs> he funny, Smiles, man. Smiles, <laughs> Ari. BG Land. I love, I love y'all. Shout out, shout out, Fiji boys. Y'all just send me a PG party, boy. but I want you to know I'm recording the podcast. I know Thomas is gonna say some is gonna say some slick shit, but it's all right. I love you too, bro. <laughs> but um, I still gotta play that nigga in a in, um in, um MLB. But um, but uh, let's be real here. All right. If it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the bubble. Miami was not making the finals. They weren't. Okay. That's the proven thing. So, so they strived in that bubble environment. They were literally the team that strived the most in that type of environment. So, so number one, just Heat fans are very toxic, and the team really hasn't been on a on a consistent championship level since LeBron left. Let's be real, yeah, and I've that been- was what seven years ago mm-hmm. and I kind of get it because when you're good for that long you kind of get spoiled 
And you're kind of like, okay, well, now we're about winning championships. And you're looking at and and Tyler and Tyler Hero is the is the most you all right there? I thought she was about to sneeze. No, no, I'm good. I was ready to say bless you. <laughs> I'm good. But um but Ty, but Tyler Hero gets more scrutiny, if not just as much scrutiny as Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma yeah. Like seriously, Tyler Hero and Kyle Kuzma are two of the players that we talk about like they're as if they're older than they already are. Exactly. Kuzma's only in what his fifth season? Fourth or fifth season, one of those two. It's his fifth, fifth. Because he got drafted in 2017. Yeah, yeah, uh, same year as Lonzo. Tyler Hero is about to start his third. So that means ain't neither one of them in a prime yet, but we already out here talking like they Well, Kuzma's kind of reaching that age where he will be. I mean, he's reaching it, but my point is he's not there yet. Right. I think Kuzma has untapped potential. We talk about both of them like they already washed. That's just the impatience of society. That goes for Taylor Horton Tucker too, because that man ain't even old enough to drink legally. Yeah, yeah. Taylor really only had. I'm one so excited. Season NBA. Like he, a scrub. he only had one season NBA because his first season he barely played. Like he played yeah. like a few games, so he really only had one season, which was last year. Yeah, and he had a very good season. And he got cut because of COVID. Yeah, so we couldn't really get to see him all the way. But right. um, my second MVP caliber player, which is very obvious, everyone's gonna say it. We've been talking about it for for years, but I think you people just I, I need to put these people on notice. We Sanford, we gotta put these people on notice. Stop counting out LeBron. Okay. Stop it. LeBron don't give me that face, Evan. Don't give, don't give me that face, Evan. Don't give me that face, Evan. All right. Because well, LeBron is healthy. He's unstoppable. I'm, he's like a freight train. I'm gonna replay this. I'm gonna replay this when. LeBron is in the MVP conversation as he is and should be every year. The only reason why Giannis won back-to-back MVPs is because they didn't want to give it to LeBron because they didn't want to give LeBron the credit he deserves. Jokic just won because they didn't want to give it to Giannis. Exactly, which is bullshit. Actually, no, they didn't honestly, want to give it to I, I, I'm gonna be real. They didn't want to give it to Embiid. And Giannis was balling too. Giannis, the, really. The, the reason why I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this, right? And the people I have an MVP, no one's talked about, which is beautiful. I get to have a fresh perspective. It's gonna be a little Ooh, I got factor. one too. I got one too. No, you already said Dalvin Mitchell, so you already got. I was like, there you got two. I got another one then. Okay, but I, I you can go after me. But um, the thing with the 2020 MVP, people forgot that's the COVID season. Imagine, right? I think, honestly, regardless of anything, Giannis is winning the MVP because he was literally the most dominant player in the league. The Bucks were going to win 66 to 68 games had the season never stopped. They were going to be, by and far, the best team in the NBA. Like, just dominant all-ends offensive defense. So, 2020, I'm giving that to Giannis. 2019, that's Giannis Harden. That's a toss-up. You kind of pick and choose whichever one you want. Like, 2019, literally, it was like, okay, Harden can win it, Giannis can win it, who's going to win it? It was one or the other. It was very, very contested. That's why they kind of had the heat of rivalry because that MVP race was so contested. It was like either one can win. 2020, Giannis was going to win it. It's just the, it's just the fact the COVID thing kind of helped them win it. So this year, the reason why they didn't want to give it to Giannis, just like Evan Beautifully said, this man, the both years he won it, he went out before his team was expected to be knocked out the playoffs. 
they face the Raptors team, which one of, which people don't talk about. That's one of the best defensive teams we've ever seen. Literally. Like, they had defenders all around that team. That team was – Colin Card was defense. Kawhi was their entire offense. It was Kawhi, some Spicy P, and some Kyle Lowry. That was their offense. They were a strong defensive team. So he went up against one of the best defensive teams they've seen in the 2010s. And then in 2020, he literally goes up against the team, and that was just a complete choke job. I don't care what anyone said. He basically came in. They stole Giannis's thunder. They, they, they made him choke. They made him uncomfortable. They made him get out of his comfort zone. They made him choke. They built up a wall. They just built a wall. They just destroyed his mental acuity. So that's why it was like, oh, we're not going to give it to Giannis. He has to prove himself. And honestly, who else was going to get it other than Jokic? Jokic played all Embiid. of the games. Embiid couldn't stay healthy. But I, I, I just I, – I personally, I personally think this season, I don't want to say Giannis not, – not because, like, like I don't want to give it to, to, to um, Giannis. Jokic had a crazy good season. And I think even – and, and yeah, Embiid had the had the you know had the you know had the injuries, but but it was Jokic, it was Jokic. Then you go down just a couple tiers, and then it's Embiid, and then you have to say Curry. Yeah, those are the top three. I don't care what no one's saying, but no, what I'm saying is the reason Embiid didn't win it one, he couldn't stay healthy. Number two, Jokic had basically injuries in and out, like. Jamal Murray didn't play. Who else didn't play? Will Barton didn't play. Like, he was having his – he basically had no backcourt. Jokic had basically no backcourt for basically the, major, the whole season. They had to bring Austin Rivers to play. Austin fucking Rivers. Like, he basically won the MVP with no backcourt. And we all know this is an NBA where this is the golden age of guards. Almost every team has a legit backcourt that can drop 30 apiece on your neck if they have to. So – that's why I gave Jokic the credit because he still kept his team in the upper echelon of the Western Conference while his point guard went out halfway through the season. And even after that, they had no backcourt. It was basically Jokic and Michael Porter was their whole offense. Their backcourt was nothing. They were just bodies. Not to be disrespectful, but let's just call a spade a spade. And it basically was going to be Jokic or it was going to be Curry. The reason why I say Curry didn't win it because they didn't make the playoffs. I'm pretty sure if they made the playoffs, Curry would have possibly won. It. Yeah, the Warriors as a whole wasn't yeah, like, all that good. Yeah. The Warriors had no offensive options other than Curry. Literally, not like there's so many times I saw this year where this man was getting double team, triple team, all time. Like defenses were literally funneling in on Curry. And the fact they still average an official 30 points is amazing. Like I said, I understand why he didn't want to hit. They didn't make the playoffs. And like I said, Jokic, his team stayed foot. They stayed in the upper three of the Western Conference, even with all the injuries they suffered. So that's why I'm going to give him credit. Because Jokic was just going insane. There was games he was dropping like 35, 15, and freaking eight. It was absolutely madness. I was like, bro, this man is ultra talented. But my MVP picks, I think everybody is kind of counting out somebody that could possibly win it, and the only reason they're not going to win it is literally because of a narrative sense. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. That's what I was just talking about. Kevin the Durant. They, they don't want to give it to nobody on the Nets because they're not going to be yeah, because, because of the, the narrative, narrative is, that it's a super team. The narrative it's is that team. Earned it's a super team. They haven't earned it. It's a super team. 
Which is ridiculous because Kevin Durant, that's man, he just bowls out. He's but like, think about it. one of the best players. You like, just talked about LeBron. Right now. Like, LeBron's best two, two, one of his best MVP seasons was Miami, <laughs> 2013. <laughs> did we forget? Did we forget 2013? <laughs> I didn't forget. <laughs> he was on the Heat team, and no one else deserved the MVP that year. Nobody. LeBron should have been one. Of, one of, should have been the first unanimous MVP. Nobody else deserved it that year. That one dumb idiot gave Melo. Voted for Melo. Fucking Melo. And I love Melo. Melo, Melo is like, my really. guy. Listen, listen, listen. Melo's my hey, guy. Number seven. All time. Not, like, oh my goodness, wrong, bro. Like, Growing up, but bro, Melo let's be was real, my guy. Like, but yeah. let, let's just be. Let's be. Yeah, 100% like LeBron honest. was on a mission that year, and he LeBron did it. He completed was it. Having one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen. Like no. <laughs> like that guy, he literally was just hating on LeBron. I don't care what anyone said. He was hating on LeBron. He should have voted for him. He chose not to vote for him just so he couldn't make history. It is what it is. No question about that little thing right there. But yeah, Kevin motherfucking Durant. Because the reason why I say that, I think the Brooklyn Nets, if they stay healthy next season, they're going to win a lot of games. And it's going to be cut be because of Kevin Durant putting the team on his back. Even though you know he has Harden and Curry. And they souped up, you know, they got they got Paul Millsap, they got Lamarcus Aldridge come back. That team, but Blake Griffin too, they have a lot of talent on that team. But the engine of that team is Mr. Kevin Durant. And I think that he should have a chance. And my second option, I know it's not gonna happen. I sadly know it's not gonna happen, but I want it so bad. Damian Lillard. I want it. I was gonna say him. I yep. want it. You know why that's not gonna happen though? You know why that's not going to happen? Damian Lillard is in the same category with Bradley Beal in the sense that they're not going to give him no respect until he asks for a trade. No, respect. no, I was going to get to that point, though. No see, respect. look, see, look, I say Damian Lillard, I was going to pick him as one of my choices because I say he's going to win MVP because we don't know his situation in Portland. If he goes to like a winning, like a, a championship caliber team, I say he's going to ball out and he could possibly be MVP. Like, like Damian Lillard, he should definitely be in that talk if he gets to a uh, if he does get traded to a championship team. Um, also for MVP, I say if it be you know when we once we get past this whole Ben Simmons thing and everything and when that's why I don't want to say Embiid, yet, like you know we yeah, don't know. There's too yeah, much once he actually does get a solid point guard, like once he actually does get like a solid you know point guard and everything we pass that and get our offense established, I say he can still be in a conversation because. Like last year, and B, his numbers are still pretty good. Like, um, um, besides all of the games he missed last season, every time he stepped on the court, he just put up OC numbers. Um, just like Jokic. That's why the fact that Jokic was able to be more durable and everything, stay healthy. Of course, like he's more valuable. Of course, yeah. But he should definitely be in a convo. And um, I say Giannis should. And my third person, I say Giannis. Um, I say he can win MVP again because Giannis last season, like, let me based off just the postseason itself. Like, right now, we're seeing Giannis in his bag. Like, right now, in that finals, we don't see Giannis be stopped. And just in regular season alone, like, the Bucks, they rely on Giannis so much. And once we see – also, we started to see Giannis, like, get that confidence with, like, shooting, with, like, shooting, like, getting that jump shot. Of course, he starts a long way to going now. But once Giannis actually does, like, start, you know, maybe become probably, like, a, I say, 35, probably, percent shooter. It's like an average, like, you know, like, shooter from the three-point uh, – like – from behind the arc, he's gonna be dangerous. So I, I say Giannis, he could be up there in the uh, MVP talk. He's I not my first choice, but he could be up there because the only reason Giannis is, 
The only reason Giannis is not going to win it, and the only reason I could see him win it, is if he just puts up ungodly stats. Like, he has to put Which up, like, of, like basically, yeah, I mean. he has to do what James Harden did in, like, 2018, where James Harden just literally put up the most insane stats you could put up in a season to where you have to pick him for MVP. I think that's the only way, and he's a winning team, of course, because, you know, 2018, that's the Rockets team that almost made it to the finals. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if Giannis has a ultra-dominant season where this man just averaged, like, a 32-16-6, and six, it's like, you have to give him the MVP. And I feel like that momentum from the post from his postseason performance, that's what I'm going to this season. Because this right, Bucks exactly. team, it's like one of the best uh, version of the Bucks we've seen in, like, a long time, man. Yeah, and we seen that final performance. Not like long time point. ever. Yeah, <laughs> ever. yeah, ever, yeah, ever, yeah. <laughs> like a fifty point, like triple double. Like, come on, like that. That's just like he's definitely gonna carry that momentum. If Giannis is capable of doing that, triple point, you know, fifty point triple doubles. Yeah, he can definitely like you know like carry like carry his team and put up those numbers. So, hey, I say Giannis could be in that talk because Giannis has a long way to go in his career. That's the scary part. And look at all this accolades. And, and it's it's interesting in how we neither of us have said one name that everybody's predicted to win MVP next year. You know what that name is. The white boy wonder himself. Luka Doncic. The Slovenian Slovenian sensation. He's a different breed. He just... The Mavericks, though. Mavericks got to get better, man. Yeah, they do. And that's going to be the the downfall, man. The Mavericks. I I do got another name that nobody said. And the reason why I'm putting this out there is because his team is, is going to be... Way better than they did, way better than they were last year, mainly because they ain't got the excuses they had last year. Jimmy Butler. No. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> no. That's a very hot take. No. Sorry. I'm that, sorry. And I love Jimmy Butler. Like, I love Jimmy Butler. Like I, I love you, Jimmy Butler. You ain't shoot it down like that. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, like, 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 I'm I, telling you, uh, if he like, get a top three seed in the East, which could happen, then Jimmy's going to be in that conversation. Uh, if anything, uh, I see Bam Adebayo being the better player of the two, in my humble opinion, because the reason Jimmy why I say Butler's that, out his prime. Jimmy Butler is not even out his prime. Jimmy Butler is losing his offensive skill. He's losing it. You can see it. He's not shooting the best. He's starting to be a little bit more erratic. Like you can tell, you can you can sometimes look at a player right, and you see them kind of falling down. Slipping. I see Jim. Jim Paul is always gonna be a, a stout defender because that's his calling card. That was his calling card when he got drafted. He's always gonna be a good defender. But our offensive game, you notice it's starting to slip more and more and more. I feel like honestly, Bam this season is gonna end up being the best player on that team. He's gonna have an explosion like he did in 2000 and was it last year? Yeah, 2020. Yeah, where he basically is gonna drop like maybe like 21 points. Like fourteen rebounds, six assists. Like I think Bam is gonna end up being the top player of that team. Jimmy Butler. What I actually will say for Jimmy Butler, though, this season he will be better than this season because rest. You know he has more time to get his body in order and everything. But I, he's definitely not gonna be the best player on the Heat. He's definitely like the straight up number two because I don't see him going to another level. I think we saw the best of Jimmy Butler in the bubble. I think that's the best Jimmy Butler's ever going to And if I'm wrong, you can replay this clip and I'll say I'm wrong. But the way it's looking, I'm pretty sure that the hierarchy of the E is going to be Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry. That's going to be the top. That's going to be their big three. And we might see something. We'll probably see stuff from Tyler Hill. Like I said, Tyler Hill, he's still developing. 
It's his third season in the league. It's only his third year, y'all. We gotta see. We gotta see what he's made. Down, y'all. People make it seem like he's a bust. I'm like, y'all funny, bro. Settle down, y'all. He's on down the road. The man is a 13th overall pick. The fact that he's over here and he's basically a solid shooting guard already, who has more of a ceiling to reach, he's not a bust. I hate when people say that. People got to have patience, man. Not everybody's Luka Doncic or LeBron James or Zion Williams. People was calling Trey Young a bust. It was getting on my nerves. And like Trey Young's not a bust, bro. Anyone? Like, and, be no, patient. That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. This man, can, no, no. This man had a season coming up where he averaged twenty nine and eight. He's not a bust, bro. They're building yeah. the bad boys down there in Miami. They are. Now you want to know a team that people are not going to see coming? Detroit. Detroit is going to be good. Detroit's going to be hey, good. Hey, Cunningham, speaking of bad boys, he's going, going to bring to bad boys back in like four years. Detroit's going to be good in a few years. I'm glad you said that, Sample, because honestly, I feel like somebody's going to miss the play-in tournament in the Eastern Conference that could have made the playoffs a year ago. Mm-hmm. The East is the, that deep. The East is deep this year. They are very deep. The East is deep. This you know, the Hornets make the play-in tournament. That's crazy. We never thought the Hornets would actually make the play And the Hornets would have made the playoffs if it wasn't for – if it wasn't for Lamelo getting injured, they would have yeah, been. The yeah, they still did it. It's like, shoot, the East is just so fun, man. Hey, the East is the deepest it's ever been, honestly, in my opinion. Because yeah, you have the top two teams, in my opinion. I think it's it's uh Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Those are the top two teams, but the rest of the teams is very close. A toss up from there. Then you have think, Philly, and then you have Miami. Like I've Chicago, like Chicago. Don't see from Chicago. Like, there's only three. Three teams that I'd say are probably not going to make the playoffs. It's the Magic, it's the Cavs, and if I had to say a third team, it'd probably be the Pistons. Yeah. Like, that's other, only- than that, other than that, everybody else got a shot. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, <laughs> like you said, man, it's more confident. And I think, like I've said in the past, I said even before, I think this season we're going to see a lot of teams that are very close on record in the East. We might have a 2016 Eastern Conference where we have four teams with the same record. That could happen this year. But I feel like, like I said, it's, it's Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Those are two top teams. No one's above them. But I think the three for the seventh seed, man, or the three to the eighth, that's going to be a bloodbath for the East. That's going to be a battle. Because for the first time, I think this season, the East is going to be more deep than the West. Because the West... There's a lot of teams that are dealing with big major injuries like Golden State. Clay's not coming back until basically New Year's, Christmas, New Year's. Kawhi, we don't know when Kawhi's coming back. That's two teams right there that people are saying contenders that's probably going to be on the lower end. And then, like we've seen, Denver, Jamal Murray, we got to see that happen him. That's another team. So that's three top-tier teams. But think about that's not going to be at the top. So for sure – if health is permitted, I think Lakers are going to get the number one seed again. Like, I just see that. I don't know if Utah will push for that. Because I think Utah, they're kind of at the point where they don't really care about regular season. They want they want to prove themselves in the playoffs. So, I Donovan think... Mitchell's like, definitely have a chip on his shoulder, for sure. Nah, like, because not caring about the regular season is how the Jazz, go, is how the Jazz would end up as a sixth seed. <laughs> I mean, the Western Conference... Their Western Conference is not as deep as the Eastern Conference, so Utah's not really in any danger of slipping up and missing the playoffs. But if you don't focus on the regular season at least a little bit, you won't mess around and end up as the sixth seed in the West. That's very true. 
and they're going to have a less favorable matchup in the playoffs. That's 100% true. But my next question is, who do you guys think is the dark horse team for East Side? Like a team that's going to surprise everybody. Like basically, who's going to be the New York Knicks of the East and who's going to end up being, what was the surprise team last time in the West? Not the Suns, because the Suns, they were like the second seed. But I say Suns. Let's say it's the Jazz. Yeah, the Jazz. Who's yet? Because they were the number one seed, and that shocked me. I was like. All right, so as, as far as the sleeper team in the Eastern Conference, I got to go with the Wizards. Because everybody. Yes. Thank you. Everybody, and I'll tell you why. Everybody talks about the Wizards like, like they're just this bottom of the barrel team, like as if they actually got worse after trading away Russell Westbrook. But the thing is, the Wizards are now better equipped for the offense they were trying to run last year if they want to run that back. And when I say run that back, I mean run the offense back. And then they have a coach in Wes Unsell Jr. that actually prioritizes defense. So now you're you're going to see stuff out of Wizards players on defense that you didn't even know they had in them. Yeah, like, the, this the Wizards team is going to surprise people. I think the Wizards are going to be probably the fifth or fourth. Yeah, I believe that. that. I think that they could have a actually team. very well happen. Like, I, like I'm really hearing people. Oh yeah, we're like, not even going to make the playoffs, so we're going to be like, an eight. Talk about the East, like you said, it's the yeah, top two with Milwaukee and Brooklyn. After that, it's really a log jam. <laughs> After that, it's really a log jam it's from basically, two down to about I'll say nine. Yeah, it's basically whatever team is the healthiest and has and can stay together the best. Yeah. That's really how it's going to be. So that's for the East. Now, for the West, I'm going to say the Grizzlies. Mm. I, I'm going to say the Grizzlies. Like, So I'm going with the two eight seeds from last year because Memphis, they get, they're a young team. And last year, like last year showed to me that Memphis got dogs. Memphis got dogs, and not only that, they have a they have a style of play where you straight up cannot fit in. You cannot fit in unless you a dog. No boy, man. And I, I mm. think I have the same because I'm thinking in the West, who really can rise? That's gonna be shocked. I don't. I have the same because let's say people really make it seem like DC. We're gonna be either the eight seed again or we're going to be out the playoffs. I'm like, I, I don't think y'all realize we're, we have players at every position now. Literally. We have a deep team. We're one of the more deeper teams thing. in Eastern Conference. Like, we're we have actual team. NBA players now. <laughs> like <laughs> Last year, because basically last year, Bradley Beal played every minute because we couldn't afford to take him out. Literally. Like, now he's probably going to average only a smooth 25, be efficient, but everyone else is going to be stacking up. Like Ru- Russell Westbrook had to pl- had to stack the minutes because stack the minutes on one leg because we couldn't afford to take him out. Mm-hmm. Roy, like Roy Hachimura actually got a got a got good minutes because we couldn't afford to take him out. There was no production off the bench. Now there's going to be production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need that young core really. The Wizards is a good thing for y'all building up. And it's funny you mentioned the That's Grizzlies because no honestly, this team is above mm-hmm. the age of thirty. So yeah, we have a yeah right. Exactly. Somebody mentioned the Grizzlies is really, I mean, the Grizzlies, you can say they're a dark horse team because really we're just seeing John Moran getting better and better every year. So that's a, really a good. Actually, hold up. You know Grizzlies. what? I'm going to retake my West. You want to know who I think about? If the Pelicans mm-hmm. can get it together, I'm picking them. I want Ooh, them. that's a good one. If they I can hold it together. To be good and hey, make a break for Zion. Like, they got to make it happen. As, like, I want Same. the Pelicans to be good, and I'm going as far as saying the NBA needs the Pelicans to be good. They do. You know, you know they, why? They do. 
You know why? We haven't seen Zion in the playoffs yet. We have not seen Zion Williamson in the playoffs yet. The NBA needs that. I want each team to have his own big star. Like, that's why I'm happy Giannis – like, it was good for Giannis resigning and everything, getting his ring. So, I want to see Zion really make a name for himself in oh, New think, Orleans. Like, I, I really do. They, they, the Pelicans need – And he can. That's what the season – you know the reason why? Because if they lose Zion – Man. That's their franchise right there. That's their franchise Ooh. right there. Like, I mean, like, the, the Pelicans only game's gonna be empty. Two, the Pelicans got, if we're being honest, two more years until they got to worry about that. But still, clock is ticking. Clock right. is. It is. Got to make some moves happen in the off season. It's all about the off season. It's really what it's all about, management. You know. I mean, uh, they, 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 they. Like I said, Pelicans, if they can keep it together and they find a way to, you know hold up their offense and at least be a respectable defense because it was a horrible defensive team last year. So if they could be even respectable, like average or a little bit below average, and they have a good offense, I think they can make the playoffs. So that's my team. Because I think Zion, he showed what he's about last year. You know, he was literally breaking def- defenses last year. So now I know he's going to take it to another level. Brandon Ingram's going to take another level. I, I think the Pelicans, if they can keep it together and things are rolling in the proper direction, then be a playoff team. Might be the eighth or seventh seed, but that's a step up for them. It's a step up for, for right. being out the play-in. All right, so there's um, – so y'all talk about the Wizards in the East. I, I, I agree with the Wizards, but I'm purposely not going to say the Wizards because all y'all said the Wizards. Um – Sleeper team in the East for me, and I will say it every year until they don't disappoint me, the Indiana Pacers. Because they are literally the most frustrating team in basketball because they literally have everything that they could have to be, I'm not saying top three, but top five, you, you, you know, they're not to, – to me, they're not a play-in team. You have Miles Turner. You have Demonis Sabonis. You have guys on that team that, that, can, that can produce. And they've always been kind of like – kind of like the white boy version of the Memphis Grizzlies. That's really what the Pacers are. They're the white boy version of the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, so on the East, I got the Pacers out West. I'm surprised none of y'all said it. I know I said Spurs at first, but I really thought about it. Like, no, the Spurs are going to stink. So, um, (laughs) the Kings. Yes. The Kings. I need that. The Kings can really be a play in team. I need that. We need the Kings in the playoffs. I didn't say the Kings because I love me some De'Aaron Fox. I love me some Tyrese Halliburton. I love me even the new rookie they got, Davian Mitchell. I love him. But let's just be real here. Your man's, and and Darian knows who I'm talking about. Luke Walden's not a good coach. He's just not. I'm sorry. He's just not. Like, the fact that he's still their coach, unless he makes a big change in his game plan and how he does his X's and O's, he's not He he's not a good He's not a winning coach. I'm sorry. He's not. Like, you don't 
take your best player's attribute, okay, yeah, your player's a beast in transition and make him slow down to play more of a half-court offense. Yeah, he made it work. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox is that special. And I think De'Aaron Fox is the most one of the most underrated players in the league because he's in Sacramento. He's in a team that's... Sacramento got some names, they, too. They've like, not been in the playoffs in 16 years. 2006. They have the... Pretty much since they had, like, Chris yeah, Webber, I yeah, believe, 15 last years. Time. Sorry, 15 When they had years. That, that lineup, when they had No, no, Chris Webber, Webber wasn't was even there. Like, the last oh, he wasn't time there they, during that time. He Dang, wasn't even there. That's even wild. Sheesh. Grade, bro. But the last That's time wild, bro. the Kings made the playoffs, that was when they had Metal World Peace. Uh, he was Ron Artest at the time. Yeah, he was Ron Artest. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, but it's like, that's her. It's been a while for the Kings. Yeah, literally. Jeez. It's been 15 years, bro. Like, I can't say it. Like, the only way they're going to be in the playoffs is if Luke Walton just shocks me and this man becomes a better coach. That's the only way I can see it. Because they've been struggling. They've, they've been struggling, and then they just don't – they have no wing depth. They got too many bigs. They got too many guards that need minutes. They have no wing depth. The only they only have Marvin Bagley, and I didn't work out with him. Bags is gone now, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, and I never worked out. Yeah, He's like, basically yeah. going to be gone. Like they, they have no choice but to trade him. He doesn't want to be there. So yeah, like, they have no wing depth. Their best wing is Harrison Barnes. They got too many guards because they have – De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, and Buddy Hield, and now they have Davian Mitchell, who they have to play. There's too many guards they have to split those minutes. They don't have no w- legit wing depth, and they have too many bigs that don't fit together. They have Marvin Bagley, who doesn't want to be there. They got they end up shining with Sean Holmes, and then they end up shining somebody else. I'm just like, what? So it's just like the Kings. I just don't see it. They had a chance when they had Dave Yeager. If they would have kept Dave Yeager, I would say they would have become a playoff team right now because Dave Yeager had the boys playing good. He had to building something. They won basically 40 games. That was like the most games they won since 2006. But uh, I, I can't see it, man. And I like the Kings. I love players on that team, but they got to get a better coach. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lou Walton, not a good coach. That's why I purposely didn't say them because I, I was thinking about it, and I wanted to say it, but I was like, oh, their coaching is bad. So <laughs> that's why I didn't say them. But. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the Grizzlies is that Grizzlies or Pelicans are gonna they're gonna make a step forward. And I think, like Evan said, this is a travesty that Zion Williamson has not been in the playoffs. That is a travesty. See because the way. We, and meanwhile, uh, John Moran's been twice. See yeah. what you see what you're saying about the Pe- about the uh, Kings is what I'm is is how I feel about the Pelicans. I don't think they're going to be good this. No, this notice year. I said if they get their things together. I don't know if they're. But going that's to, the I'm thing. 50, 50. I don't think they will. I don't blame you. I'm not. I'm not even this. I don't even blame you. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to be hopeful. <laughs> I'm just trying to be the positive fan. I want to. I mean, be we have a big star like Zion. Kings, you need to though. But, like but you have. But you. Like, the thing yeah. with the Kings, there's Pelican. no positivity here. They've not been to the playoffs since sixteen. But Zion, years. you got like you got like the light at the. Yeah, it's lighted with the tunnel with Zion. So like you can actually make moves. Not going to attract some. You know. Players with the uh, to the Pelicans. Now nah, Pelicans, but, yeah. they're not getting nobody because they're like the second smallest market in the. They're yeah, not but, I mean, but <laughs> I mean, from my like, strictly back basketball standpoint, but yeah, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, it's just, yeah, they have really made really this year. I think is a make or break for Zion. Yeah, that's, that's like, what I'm saying. Don't make, is, if you don't like do, yeah, don't make, they make the playoffs this year. Zion's an actual trade. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. he's an actual trade. He's not gonna stay there. Why would he do that? Because you gotta notice, Shea Young, after his first year, what's gonna happen is the Pelicans are gonna exercise the option, then he asks for a trade. Yeah, most likely. 
But yeah, look what happened with the Hawks. The Hawks, this man Trey Young complained and said, Ayo, I need help. And look what they did. They built a roster around him, which the Hawks, honestly, they might be the sleeper team of the East. The reason I'm picking the Woods is because everybody thinks the Woods is not going to make the playoffs. And, that, and I just want to be the person that said they're going to and be able to laugh in their faces when we're like, or when we're like the fifth seed. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh my ass off. Like, y'all niggas were saying we're going to be in the playoff, in the playing game. We the fifth seed, motherfucker. Go sit down. <laughs> like, I can't wait to do that. But, that. but anyway, to the next topic. We got a few, couple of topics, and we're going to call it a day, ladies and gentlemen that are listening. Again, we appreciate you hopping on. We appreciate 301 Young for hopping on. That was a great, amazing, dope conversation. And I'm mad he's not on for this part because I want him to hear his opinion on this. But I got two. I'm just going to keep it short. We're not going to do the music review today because he's not here. So we'll save that for another time. Black or black crime? Why is it accepted? Why is it okay? Why does, like, nobody seem to really talk about it? make a big deal about but whenever it's black on white crime or no white on black crime sorry it's 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 always a big center of focus yeah we can go deep into this one there's actually a lot of like there's actually a lot of like movement on against black on black crime specifically against gun violence there's marches every other weekend talking about like reduce like gun violence put the guns down and all that but basically, I see what you're saying, though, online, how every time it's, like, somebody getting shot up, like, every time somebody gets shot up, like, in D.C. or something, it's just, oh, we got to put the guns down, and then two seconds later, you go about the rest of your day. But then when it's a police killing, then it then it's suddenly the topic of the day for, like, the next week. So, like, the reason why that is is because I feel like it's just to a point where it's normal or we're like, this is normal for us. And and I really, like, and it pisses me off to no end to say that, how, how I feel like the former is normal to us, but the latter is still like some something just out of the ordinary, just like just wasn't expected to happen. Well, well, I look at it at this point in this way with black on black crime, because we like black and black crime. We call it black and black crime, though. But when it happens, it's violence that goes on. We don't look at it. It doesn't happen because of a race standpoint. Really, the black and black crime happens from like a cultural standpoint oh. because like of like poverty, like poverty. And, yeah, poverty. Again, like, Mark. Yeah, like you know, yeah, poverty and everything. It's not because our skin color. It's all. It's like for other reasons besides that. It's you know, it's animosity that goes on. Like people trying to survive, and it's unfortunate. But as when we see like you know a police officer that has in a position of power that's, of course, the history of police and everything, when they do, like, of course, like, shoot somebody who's unarmed and everything, because they know we they, we have that, they have that capability of seeing, like, a white man, a Caucasian man, like, get, getting away with, like, you know, just finally, like, killing somebody for no reason with a black and black crime is so common. And honestly, it's like, I feel as though it gets overlooked so much because it's so normal, it's like, okay, do they want to change? Is anything want to change? Is the government going to step in and like to change or like a program is going to like be stepped in like to change, like, you know, the situations that goes on, you know, in like lower class neighborhoods. But until then, it's just going to be like a cycle and we're going to see black on black crime somewhat like still get glorified through like I even say through music somewhere that's part of a blame as well, though, but social media and stuff like that. And some people who just want to put on like the stuff guy act. So that's why it's just kind of like some people just accepted it in a way and people just glorify it as a way just like to really 
like a, like a pride thing and somewhat because when you're just living poverty, you have nothing else to really like, I guess, really talk about or really like show for. And it's just sad. Like, and that's why we accepted it. You just got to do better as a community. I don't want to say that we accept it. Um, I actually think that people some accept. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say that it's accepted. I. I actually genuinely think that that people are actually like trying to do things to stop black on black crime, and it is something that we do acknowledge. The thing about and and people always do this when when we talk about police killings. They want to say, oh, well, you're out here healing your own people. Yes, we know. We are aware. And us as a community, we are actively working on ways to, to get to, to lessen the violence on the streets. But these days, it's been so hard because everything is now inflated. Gentrification, the driving us out of our communities, COVID's happening, jobs are being lost, families are being torn apart, and all this and all of this other stuff that's going on that all, all this stuff economically that's 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 going on. And as Mark said, like it just has to do with like where we are, you know, economic, you know, economically in that you know, sometimes it's just one of those, you got to do what you got to do type of, type of, type of um, things to survive. So that's that. But the thing about the, but going back to what I was saying about with the police killings is we are aware that there is a problem there. The thing with the police killings is that there are people that want to say that there is not a racial problem there, that it is not racially charged, that it is not systemic, that they are not profiling us. That is the issue. That is that is why when Trayvon Martin gets killed by George Zimmerman, it's activists upon activists upon every black person coming coming together to trample on this issue because we need to let because they're still white and there are white people that are there now who stand who stand who stand with us and i commend y'all but there are also white people and some and and as we've seen it'll be the white people that are trying to disguise themselves as our allies that are trying to make it seem like they're with us when they're really not, and they still think that, and they still think, oh, there's not really a problem. They try to police us when they when they think we've gone too far, and I use that in air quotes. And we should have complied. The fuck out of here. But, but yeah, that's that's why it seems that way, and we know that there are problems within our own communities. We are aware of that. But, you know, it, it doesn't help when, I mean, actually it's kind of, actually I almost, 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 almost flip-flopped it. We have these white police killing us, these white supremacists killing, killing, 
killing killing us. It doesn't really make it better that we're also killing ourselves. And that's the point I was going to bring up. You all said beautiful things. Perfect things. Even Mark, I like what Mark said, that this is more of a culture thing, a societal thing than a race thing. But here's the problem. We live in a world where people just don't value life anymore. Like, of course, you always had people that don't really give a fuck. That's just human nature, human civilization. But now it's like the prerogative is I've said this so many times, it's me, 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 especially in America. We live in a country where it's a dog eat dog <laughs> go country where it's, oh, you got to figure out how to do things on your own, brother. Ain't nobody by the hand you would extend a hand. And especially in the black community, because they've placed a lot of us in certain communities where it's survival of the fittest. There ain't no way to hand, give out a helping hand or extend an olive branch. Nah, man. I got to eat, bro. I got to do for me. And that's the mentality that's taken over. And it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. It's like a double-edged sword because, yeah, you have people that's always going to be going at it. They're going to always apply pressure. But then you always have people that don't care. They're just like, oh, yeah, I'm always so focused on what I want. Whatever you want, it doesn't matter. I got to get some minds first. I got to eat. I got to get my piece of the pie because... In a lot of these, you know, low-class neighborhoods, they only give us breadcrumbs, and we're over here fighting over those breadcrumbs. <clears throat> so the black and black crime is a multifaceted, deep-layered issue that the only way it's going to get fixed, the only way, you know, a lot of people are going to stop killing each other over trivial stuff, over stuff that doesn't matter, or people just start killing each other just for the dumbest of things. Is if we all take a chance to get it and we go into these places that are less fortunate and we help them out. We give them more resources, give them more opportunities, give them more ways to be successful rather than, oh, they're giving the short end of the stick and they have to steal and they have to kill and they have to go through these illegal means just to survive. So this is a multi-layer question that will be tabled for later. I just wanted to get everybody's initial thoughts about it, but great beautiful answers and last question i have for today before we call it a day what is your favorite thing about fall because we are entering into the fall season football y'all i was gonna say that (laughs) and you know the weather's changing it's gonna be cooler hoodie season about to be out you already know so homecoming too What's your favorite thing? Other than football, because that's I think that's something we all would say. Mark, Mark said it. Home. Yeah, homecoming. Your homecoming, for sure. Like, just homecoming. And finally, this year in particular, I'm excited for homecoming because this is going to be my first homecoming as a Bowie State, you know, alum, alumnus. So I'm just, like, really excited to really actually go back because last year, you know, COVID, and it's like as soon as I graduated, it's like that going the pandemic hit. So this year, finally, the campus is back open and, Hey, hopefully we can everyone can be safe and have fun and we can all like actually, you know, just come back together, get to see some old college students. And hey, that's my favorite thing about fall, the homecoming hey. season, <laughs> the vibes, come people coming together, you know, mm-hmm. just having fun. Yep. Bo- Bowie stayed homecoming 301 outlet episode. Twenty six through the second. We in the building, Bowie State University. Mm-hmm. It might be a thing, y'all. Never know. Yeah, that's because <laughs> I got some Bowie friends, you know, they've been talking about the party. Hey. Never know. My pop up <laughs> there. It were episode. Hey, never know. <laughs> but, yeah, favorite thing by far. I just like 
especially this fall, just a lot of good things happening. Homecoming, you know, football season coming back, the NBA season coming. Back. It's just it's just a beautiful time where you know we get off the hot weather, things start to cool down, and we enter into a part of the year that's just more relaxed, more comfortable, you know, more chill. You know, you mm-hmm. get to pull out your hoodies, you know, get to enjoy your long sleeves, you know. It's, it's it's just a it's just a fun time, man. And we enjoy the last little bit of like things being open before everything shuts down because it's cold. <laughs> oh wait, wait, let, let me rephrase that. The last little bit of moves before don't nobody want to go nowhere because it's cold. Also, it's very eventful too because fall you have like you know certain yeah. like ho- holidays and stuff like Halloween and things like that. And yeah. <laughs> And like Evan said, right before things get cold, so it's really like that good last good of mild weather. For sure, man. And hopefully, we don't go into another go into another quarantine or lockdown. Crossing my fingers on that. Crossing my fingers heavily on that. Hopefully, people finally wake up. All right. You know, wear their mask. Follow the rules. You know, let's beat this COVID thing, y'all. Let's kick it into the dirt. You know, we've given it so much life for no reason. So you know, let's 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 execute let's execute. This motherfucker. So, y'all got any words before we close out well, for the I, week, I, man? I, I was, I was going, I was going to answer. I was the only one that I was going. Oh, oh, I, I thought you answered. My bad. Go, go ahead, because I, I, I have many reasons why I love the fall. Number oh, one, man. birthdays in about. Let me see. Hold on, hold on. Birthdays in about uh, was eighteen minus. Eight minus twenty-four. Birthday's in about my, my, my math is terrible, guys. Birthday's in about sixteen <laughs> days. I'm sorry. Whenever I just thought, but you know what I thought about when you said that? I'm like, bro, your dad be saying that booty ass education. <laughs> but he be killing me when he said that, bro. Because it's true. All of us that went to that school, we stupid. We all stupid. No, I went to <laughs> booty too. I'm calling myself stupid. <laughs> We stupid. I mean, let's be nice. Let's be nice. You don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good (laughs) boy. But but uh, but yeah, my birthday September 24th in a in a couple weeks. So, um, that Libra season is in the fall. Um, but more so, just like the I can finally bring out my hoodies. You know, um, and fall, spring weather is my kind of weather. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Hoodie shorts combo, hoodie jersey, you know, anything with a hoodie, you know, is basically you can pull off. Um, I like the long sleeve look. And just like the scenery, um, yes. With the leaves changing fall and fall, like the fall scenery is amazing. That and, orange, man, can't beat it. And you know, like for me, like like, like you know the, those those oranges and those reds, you know, and the yellows. That's that's kind of my color. You know, that 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 stuff kind of pops out on me. So you know, <laughs> but I just you know, like I like like. I just like it, and Evan, you're saying that moves. You're saying that it's the last time for moves. Well, yeah, it is the last time for moves. I kind of like going out during the winter. I'm not gonna hold you, but um, but yeah, just going out, and it's kind of like that. You know, if you you know if you know if you're in a little relationship, it's kind of like that. 
that snuggle weather. <laughs> he said cuffing season. Yeah, no, nah, fuck that. Talk of relate. I would mention that, but nah. <laughs> but I mean, like I told you, Sanford, I ain't doing shit unless yeah, I, I just magically I, I, I up in a relationship. Man, right? listen, but, we we me and you, we are on the same vibes. But but uh but but yeah, more so just like my birthday, um, the weather and the scenery, like that's really what I love about fall. Fall and spring are my favorite seasons for that reason alone, aside from my birthday. But um, I'm really not trying to plug my birthday. I'm sorry. But um, but but yeah, it, that's basically what it is. Yeah, man. It's a good season. I thoroughly enjoy, you know, fall theme, like I was saying, is very I just love the orange, the brownish. I just love the aesthetic. It's just beautiful to watch. Like I know now. <clears throat> I'm heavy photography. I'm probably going to be taking some nice, beautiful fall pictures. You know, that's about to be great. But it has been a lovely, amazing episode as always. We are almost at 40. And that means we're almost to 50. And that means we're almost to 60. And that means we're almost at the end of already another beautiful season. You never know. Time flies. And it's, it's been dope. Like I said, I can't wait. Jesus, wow. The year is coming to an end. Are we going to... Re- yeah, we're going to retry episode 52 by December. Yeah, the end of December. That's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. But thank you all for support. Know the gang. We see you. Well, Friends and family. Go, go, ahead, go ahead, Evan. Plug. Go ahead. Boy is back on the mic this Saturday. Bowie State, yeah, Bowie State football. First home, home game back this season. We're on the CIAA Sports Network. That's the... C-I-A-A-S-N.com. We're on the CIAA Sports Network app. Come rock with your boy on Saturday. We kick off at 1. Yep, CIAA is back. Yep. Got through this COVID BS. Yep, officially back. Yep. Sure, also, Bowie State football. Yeah. Bowie State football, man. Officially also, back at Bowie State University. And I'm going to say this, though, before before we stop recording. Dog, we was at Delaware State this week. We damn near took over their stadium, dog. <laughs> you went in there deep. I'm not even surprised. You already also, know that. You all know how the energy be. Also, I would, I would I would like to say that Cristiano Ronaldo is making his Manchester United debut back at Manchester U, U, United on Saturday. I don't know who who um they play. I don't really feel like look, looking it up, but I don't even know if we're going to be able to watch the game. But I just want to point that out. Also, I just want to say, as always, every week, Arsenal stinks. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for tuning in. Share with your friends and family. Do the Lord's work as we continue to be great in expanding the brand. We're just getting bigger and bigger, and the guests are getting better and better. Next week, my boy Deshaun is returning, and we're going to talk, be talking about his new album he just dropped and a few other things. And after that, we have our boy Gideon and Kofi Hoffman on the pod. What? Oh, that's going to be a good one. Oh, no. <laughs> gonna be dope i can't wait for oh, that bro. that's gonna be no. hilarious oh my goodness bro <laughs> you gonna need more than what you got in that cup i want you to know that <laughs> hey you funny as shit bro hey hey yo bro hey